0: In the midst of what is perhaps the greatest attack on the traditional Latin mass in her 2000 year history comes a film called Mass of the Ages, unbelievably being released right now. That sounds totally impossible, but with providence, everything is possible and thus no real surprise. With us today is one of the producers, Cameron O'Hearn. You're going to want to stay tuned. Cameron, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be great.
0: Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, this is truly amazing. You guys are releasing a beautiful, unbelievably produced film on the traditional Latin Mass, You've had to be done way before all of the current uproar around it. We've never needed promotion of the Latin Mass like we do right now. And out, seemingly dropping out of the sky, comes Mass of the Ages. So, Cameron, tell us how did this get where it is right now and what was the inspiration behind it?
1: It's really a trilogy of films, and this is the trilogy that I would have wanted to make right after that Moto Proprio release. like, let's make a documentary trilogy on the Latin Mass, show people how beautiful it is, how distinctively Catholic it is. And the funny thing is we've been working on this for like two years. (laughs) So uh, the timing is just, like you said, it's just providential. The only one who knew this was going to happen at the same time was our Lord, the King, who is the one in charge of everything. And the inspiration for it was, it boils down to, a love for the Jesus and the blessed sacrament. That's, that's what it all boils down to. So many of us can picture being in an adoration chapel and being alone there. And it's usually empty, um, worshiping Jesus. And it reminds me of John chapter one, the world was made by him and he was in the world, but the world knew him not. And my heart was burning with the desire to introduce more people to the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. And then the second catalyst was realizing that when that Pew study came out two years ago, 70% of Catholics don't believe in the real presence. And what was more shocking to me was of regular weekly going Catholics, weekly mass going Catholics, only 60% of them believed. So that's crazy. Like you think, okay, if 70% of Catholics don't believe, these are Catholics who are just like, not even go to mass, but we're talking about Catholics in the pews on Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, and only 60% of them believe that was a huge catalyst because this, this trilogy we're making this, this documentary series on the Latin mass really boils everything down to Lex orandi, Lex Credendi. Uh, when this Pew study came out, uh, a lot of bishops and uh, people with platforms are saying, oh, this is because of bad catechesis or the scandal or whatever. And they they had kind of a trump card to explain it away. But no one was talking about, no one that I heard was talking about the way we've been acting. It boils down to lexorandi, credendi, which means the law of prayer is the law of belief. Or said another way, the way we pray has the greatest influence upon what we believe. So the bottom line is, uh, across the church and across the world the liturgy and our priests are just not acting like they really believe And no matter how much you say it how much you teach about it if we're not acting like it if we're not expressing it in its home which is the liturgy then catholics far and wide are not going to believe in it so we had to make a documentary showing people the beauty of the latin mass and then also in a winsome way to show the differences between the the, the new mass and the Latin mass and, and to l- let people see they're actually two different missiles. Um, a lot of people think that the new missile is just the old missile translated into English or the vernacular. And it's so funny. Like I thought that a lot of people think that until you actually look at the history after Vatican II and actually compare them side by side, there's a lot of shocking things to discover. Yeah. So now we're making a trilogy and it comes out a month after the Moto Proprio. God's timing indeed.
0: That just just amazing. Quick question, obviously from this, the timing of it just alone, you know that you're being used by God. How does that feel? Really
1: terrifying. <laughs> and um but in the same t- same time I feel safe. In in it's kind of a paradox, but I was I was reading about moses in exodus 4 this morning um i'm not trying to say i'm a prophet i'm just saying we we all read we all can see ourselves in the prophet's shoes and when he is told to go back and free the israelites um he's scared because he can't talk well and he feels stupid and he's like no one's gonna listen to me When God is doing something big and you're a part of it, you can feel equal parts terrified and safe because he's he's ultimately in control. I remember a year ago when we started doing the Kickstarter to fund this project, I was just recording a video. It was just me recording a video in front of this image of Christ the king. I was like, all right, if this is going to happen, the king's going to make it happen. And little did I know it was going to lead to this this big moment in the church.
0: Some of the uh, differences, I actually did a show on the differences between the traditional Latin Mass and the regular Mass, and a lot of people are interested in it, because ma- many people don't know. Uh, one of the things, for instance, one of the main differences is the facing of the priest. The priest faces the people uh, during the Novus Ordo Mass, or the New Mass, and in the traditional Latin Mass, the priest faces the tabernacle, faces east, with all the people, uh, sort of leading them in prayer to God Almighty. What, what significance do you make of that? And, and how do you portray that in the film? This
1: is a trilogy of films, which means we're, we're kind of approaching the topic from three different directions. So episode one is really a beautiful introduction to the Latin Mass. So it's inspiring, um, very winsome. Um, it's going to get the viewers to want more. Like, I want to learn more. I want to go to my first Latin Mass. Uh, it's really inspiring. Episode two gets a little more nerdy, and uh, some people really like that. And we, we go into the, the actual differences between the two texts. So particularly with the priest uh, facing the people, uh, one of the misconceptions about the new mass is it kind of rolled off the shelf at Vatican II. They had Vatican II, and then the new mass kind of came af- right after Vatican II. But there was a a really important period of about five years when the concilium, which is a committee put together by Pope Paul VI, was to assemble and revise the new Missal. And they started to just do um, very aggressive things to change the right. So you you mentioned, you know, priests facing the people. That's not mentioned in Vatican II, but the first instruction that the concilium released, interokumenici said it would be preferable for the altar to be freestanding so that the priest could, you know, face the people. And when you start to peel back the layers, you start to see that their goal with the liturgy was to, was to make it a communal non-threatening liturgical celebration where they remove a lot of the references to sacrifice and merit and saints, and uh, they're focusing more on this communal meal. Um, Obviously, the new Mass is valid, but once you start to peel back the layers, you see there's a lot more to the story than just the, the new Mass is just an English, Latin Mass. There's so much more to it. We get into that in episode two.
0: You're a fairly young man. You weren't alive when all of this went down, most likely. How do you find yourself at a traditional latin mass which in in the i guess the common perception is for old people who are still attached to it and why you why young people
1: there was a bishop at the synod of bishops in 1967 bishop colombo and he said you know we should stop debating about this this new mass and stop disagreeing about it because a new mass a new ritual kind of reveals its value over time so we have to wait and see whether or not the young people will take to this new mass in the same way that their parents and grandparents are attached to this old mass. And we've seen the opposite effect where it's not about old people being attached to an old mass. It's about new people discovering a treasure that's been hidden from them. And they want it. This is, this is our birthright as Catholics. This is Catholic faith on level 11. And, uh, My first experience of it was a very simple low mass, so almost completely silent. And like you said, the priest isn't facing you, so it's very quiet. Um, Some people can get lost in kind of a confused way, but I was lost in prayer. I was just, it was the first time I probably prayed, and I mean meditated at the mass. Like mass became a source of meditation for me, which it never was uh, at the Novus Ordo, which Ended up being, you know, loud resuscitation of out loud English prayers, and that wearied my attention. Instead, at this low mass, I, I found a place where I could really pray. And then it was just little by little. Uh, my girlfriend, who became my wife, uh, we started attending together, and like, wow, this is really interesting, and maybe we can do both. And uh, how, how are we going to raise our kids? And and now we're just in love with the Latin mass and. We think it's, it's just a perfect environment that teaches our Catholic faith, uh, especially the real presence. Like, for example, before and after the priest even touches the Blessed Sacrament, he has to genuflect in the, in the Old Mass, in the Latin Mass. So these kinds of things just reiterate and reinstate the faith in our children. So this is where we call home.
0: Now, you guys, I've heard, had some interesting happenings during the filming process. Let us know what happened. Every time
1: we're on set, it's it's like wow, God is really steering the ship. But I think the most surprising thing for me and all the filmings, uh, you know, the roller coaster of productions we've been on, is uh, I was shocked just by how normal <laughs> traditional Latin mass people are, and. Uh, you know, in the motu proprio, it says that, you know, this this community who's attached, says this is in similar words, but it's, it's attached to this old mass and they're divisive and they are calling into question, you know, Vatican II and the Pope. And all those questions aside, the people who go to Latin mass, what I discovered was they're not people who are just grumbling and angry and rejecting this or that in the church. They're people who are just like excited to be a part of this beautiful thing which is the latin mass and these communities which are very strong very rooted in their faith so i was shocked honestly i thought it was going to be a lot about reshaping the narrative around like okay yeah there's a lot of really angry people but you know we got to look at what's good about this and it was it was the opposite it was like wow most people are just in love with jesus and love the latin mass
0: yeah. What what an incredible thing with all the young people. that That's what's so stunning to me. I personally uh, can't get to a Latin mass where I am. And uh, so have been always with a Novus Ordo. Whenever I travel, I'm at the Latin mass, but um, that hasn't gone on for like a year and a half. So um, just having seen the numbers of young people has been totally fascinating. And not only young people, mums. Um, with all their kids in tow with no doubts. Cause the dad's at work. Um, and it's incredible. The, the sacrifice. And so often the the kids are all there sitting there by themselves. It's amazing to see. I just stunning for this series that you've done, this film series, who are you intending this for? What's the audience that you're hoping will view this?
1: There's a lot of good content for, uh, people who already love the traditional at mass, um, you go online; you can find long videos explaining the differences, and we can get really nerdy, get out our popcorn, like, "Yeah, this is all good." But we really want to make a difference with this documentary series, and that means we want millions of Catholics who've never been to a Latin mass to see this and want to go for the first time. We want thousands of priests to see this and want to start to offer the Latin mass. Uh, and so that that means our audience is people who are faithful Catholics. Who attend the novus ordo, and uh, we want to invite them to the Latin Mass. So it, it's really geared for that for that kind of demographic of people who uh, just are faithful Catholics. They they do love the Church. They they do have a prayer life. They they think there is a crisis in the Church. They just don't know what it looks like. And and now there's this beautiful treasure we just want to introduce them to. And I, there's so many people around the world that. If they just saw what the Latin Mass is, how beautiful it is, how distinctively Catholic it is, then we think it's going to start a, a huge movement. Oh, it's already a big movement in the church, but it's just going to rocket it forward.
0: The key to everything you've done here and everything I've seen of it is beauty. Um, your film is so beautiful. And I guess you guys are aiming to to capture the most beautiful thing on earth, literally, in the universe, literally. Um, where was your inspiration for such beauty and uh, what did you do to try and get there?
1: The inspiration is really the mass itself. Uh, you said it best. It's the most beautiful thing in the universe. And so when we wanted to make a film on it, we we could have made a, a cheap quality film that was still engaging and maybe shared a lot, but it wasn't fitting for our topic. Our topic is the the mass of the ages, which is, just the most beautiful thing you want to pour out your gifts, like the sinful woman at the feet of Jesus. You just want to break open this jar and like give God the best you have. And that's really the ethos of the Latin mass as well. So from the beginning, we wanted to invest in the best gear, the best people we knew the best audio people underestimate audio and how important that is. So I think when people see the film, they'll realize this is, This is quality. This is something I could have seen in theaters. And I want to give a a shout out to Tom Shannon, who's our cinematographer. I've been working with him for like six years. And uh, sometimes sometimes I have a vision. I'm like, this is exactly what I want. And I'm like mapping it out by the inch. But then other times I'm just like, okay, we're shooting, you know, the signs of the cross at the altar, just, you know, make it look good. What do you (laughs) just dear thing and uh, he's just an amazing cinematographer so a big shout out to him shout out to Jonathan who's been with me from the beginning I wouldn't have made this trilogy without him he's one of our producers Uh, shout out to Jake who's just been hustling above and beyond uh, what he's required to do uh, with our communications and this this team of people is just passionate about the Latin mass and we're just going the extra mile to make sure it uh, reaches as many Catholics as possible
0: awesome Cameron Where can people see it? So, if you go to
1: theliturgy.org, you can click a button that says get notified, and you'll get a link to watch the film. We have a premiere on August 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and that'll be on YouTube. But make sure you get notified so you get a link in case anything happens. And you can join us for that live premiere. We'll also have it for free. Again, we want as many Catholics to see this as possible, it'll be free. Any money that we raise just goes into marketing and distribution. And we just want, like I said, millions of Catholics to attend the Latin Mass who've never been before. We want thousands of priests to start celebrating the Latin Mass. We want this to be a big catalyst for change.
0: And let me say to all of you viewers out there, I know many of you are already attached to the traditional Latin Mass. You've been looking for a way to guard it to spread it, to defend it, to stop the attacks against it, particularly in today's day and age, here's a really good way for you to do that. Share this premiere of this film, share this film, get the news out there, convince your priest to watch it, uh, your friends and family to view it, so that that love engenders in their hearts as well. Because in doing so, you're not only promoting this film, not even just the traditional Latin Mass, you're promoting the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Cameron, and God bless you. Thanks, John Henry. God bless you. Thank you. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of Lifesight News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we're communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers— are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to LifeSiteNews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parlor, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSight News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.